Hello, and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of May the 3rd, 2017. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Uh, so... We're even recording this a little late because I personally have had a great deal going on uh, lately. Uh, had my mother in town, and then I had to go be in my mother's town. Uh, <laughs> so I, I am coming to everyone from the middle of the woods uh, for a change, but that will actually become relevant in a moment. I'll, I'll have more to say about that. Uh, but I apologize for any woofing dogs in the background. I've tried my best to avoid that. Uh, so. Not a lot of news the past couple weeks, uh, but we have had a good bit of fiction. Uh, there's new issue of Optimus Prime, new issue of Till All Are One. Uh, two new episodes of uh, Robots in Disguise have aired. Uh, there are five in addition to that that are up on streaming now. Uh, for the sake of all of our time and sanity, we have decided to just go ahead and do the, the two that have actually aired. Uh, so we will be mentioning that. Uh well, first we'll we'll get a little news out of the way. Uh, real real small thing. Uh, there is a prototype of Masterpiece Cheetor that's going around. It's nice and bright green. Uh, that has some accessories that didn't make it to the final product. Uh, kind of wonder if like some third party is gonna pick that up or something. Maybe it would be cool. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, just some little uh, bits, a uh, little thing from. The little communication thing from the web. Uh, yeah, just a couple bits and pieces that didn't make it. Uh, other toy news. Uh, there is a Soundwave Christmas ornament this year. Uh, mm. So for those here in May who are already making their <laughs> Christmas plans, uh, you probably work for Hallmark. <laughs> oh. uh, are these, have these, the, the previous ones, Optimus and Megatron, have they been transforming? Ornaments? I believe they are not. Oh. So yeah. I believe Grimlock was the only one in alt mode. Well, because of he was definitely a dinosaur. Yes, because him Grimlock. So yeah, I mean it looks about like you'd expect. It looks like a little reproduction of the original Soundwave toy, but simplified enough to not transform but not actually noticeably different. Uh, he's got a little tape in there. I guess it's laser beak. And, uh, it doesn't seem like it would have been that much harder to actually make him transform. I know. Yeah. His transformation is not that complicated. Any toy with legs can be a sound wave if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with properly jointed hips. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I like transforming Action Master sound wave. Which <laughs> you can do pretty effectively. Because uh, they do have properly jointed hips. Uh, so uh, so that's a thing. Uh, also, uh, over the past couple weeks, the street date for the movie toys has happened. So, mm. yay. Uh, so this is where my, uh, my traveling comes in. Uh, so I drove from Ohio to Virginia over this past weekend. I didn't make a lot of stops. Uh, when I'm looking for something, sometimes I can draw out a seven and a half hour drive to like 10 hours. Uh, I did not do that. Mostly I only stopped when I needed to, for instance, get my poor car sick cat some Dramamine. Oh, poor baby. Uh, but I 
only at one store and only when I got here to Virginia did I actually see any movie toys. Huh. Like, the Walmart I stopped at, the Target I stopped at, is nothing. Uh, but one of the two that I did see at that one place was the <laughs> horrifying spiked penis Decepticon. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Berserker. Yeah, um, last week I only found, I found them only at Target and it was, well, I only picked up Berserker and Barricade. This week, Walmart and Toys R Us and everybody seemed to have them. I, I like and hate the toys. Cause I, I got Barricade and Wreckage how, how so? and, and, well, they're great in robot mode. They look enough like their CGI models and things. Like Barricade's kind of adorable with his little punchy fist, but, Getting them into vehicle mode is, well, Barricade was all funky that some of the pegs weren't right, but Berserker is worse because he's this mass of panels that do not line up at all. So I don't think I need any more movie toys. But he's got a horrifying house cat penis. (laughs) Why does he have two, like, medieval spike trap thingies from a dungeon as weapons that can almost plug into because... his crotch. And, uh, just... <laughs> so is that like, I mean, I, I have been somewhat cut off from social media except in, in bits and pieces. I know, uh, I think it was David posted a link to a picture of that. Yeah. Is that like a thing that's caught on or have most I... people not noticed it? Th- th- that may have just been that one guy in Japan who figured that out. But look, he has... Like, a lot of the toys recently have, like, a little, um, I think it's a three millimeter peg hole in them to be compatible with, like, assemblies from, like, Figmas and Revoltex and other Japanese toys to, like, have them in action poses off the a table or whatever. So a lot of the recent Transformers have had that, like, in their lower back or their butt. But with Wreckage, it is kind of in the bottom of his crotch. And the way he transforms, that can end up in the front of his crotch. So. And then he's got that, yeah, and he's got that spiked Billy spike Club weapon thing that just, you can put in there, uh, and then he has a horrifying spiked penis. Yeah. Like, why did no one? T- <laughs> I feel like Hasbro should have someone involved in the design process with a really super filthy mind. Just so they can weed out those problems. <laughs> the, as a designer, I can tell you those problems are impossible to weed out. Yeah, I guess you, that's true. Find more shit. Although it's kind of an obvious one, but <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. And I don't think he's so, even in the movie, so whatever. But but yeah, I thought it was really odd that I mean I didn't take the time to to stop and look at shelf tags because I had a sad car sick cat in the car. Mm. Oh. Uh, but poor baby, he was such a champ until we got to the mountains and then it was all over. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I didn't stop to look at shelf tags, but it just seemed like you know I would have expected end caps and. Something. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't see any end caps for anything either, but like, I guess the end caps right now are full of Guardians of the Galaxy and other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did notice there was a big, uh, like a palette display of Marvel Legends stuff 
at one of the Walmarts because they had Angela and I was so tempted. <laughs> so she's she's my first creepy action figure purchase as as a teenager. Uh, so uh that's and yeah, I just would have expected a lot more push, but yeah, maybe gosh, I would be surprised though. Because the Marvel stuff is Hasbro, and it yeah. just feels like Hasbro would maybe be pushing their own property even harder. But maybe it's just a matter of what's being ordered. Mm. Yeah, the the retail placement you end up seeing that the toy companies are always pushing, but it's down to the actual stores to decide what goes where and how much space they give it. Yeah, I guess that's what it ultimately comes down to. It's I. Didn't think the uh, movie toys were, were that lackluster. I, I feel like Age of Extinction kind of disappointed. Yeah, it, it's, they seem to linger work. more. I, I saw them on shelves a lot. Yeah. Like, not that they were hang, like shelf warming, it's just that they were around for longer than they had been for the previous three movies. I, I feel like I was seeing them until well past... Combiner Wars and into Titan's Return. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly I just glossed over them. Somewhere around somewhere during the second movie, I realized that I was only buying movie toys out of habit and <laughs> and I stopped. I bought the twins before I actually saw the movie because the back of the package <laughs> made them sound like they were just going to be like adorable, like original cartoon bumblebee sort of, uh, or even I like made, animated made bumblebee. They made it sound like they were going to be like animated bumblebee characters, and mm. they were so not. Yeah, and that Duocon ice cream truck was so cool. Yeah, uh, I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like the movie designs, not the, not. Even speaking to the toys, but the movie designs themselves have gotten busier and less intentioned to be turned into toys, and that's kind of affected the appeal of the entire thing to, yeah. to me. Yeah. And yeah, Barricade looks really good, though, because he's, he's basically just Robocop wearing bits of a car. <laughs> I mean, but he's a design coming back from the first one with some changes, too, so... Mm-hmm. Quite a lot of changes. I mean, really, the only one that I've really had any particular attachment to has been Sideswipe, because he tends to be a pretty good car, uh, or mm. a pretty good toy, and uh yeah, he just makes pretty good toy for whatever reason, and he's kind of cool. You can headcanon some things with him, <laughs> like my, uh, my Sideswipe Dino ship. Uh, <laughs> so anyway... Uh, so, speaking of toys, I was very tempted, now of course having all these, this travel and stuff going on, I'm trying to save money a bit, but I was very tempted to get Twinferno. Uh, and Alex, you said you, you have gotten Twinferno. Yes, I have. So tell us about Twinferno. He is rad. <laughs> I mean, he's named Twinferno, how much more do you need? Is he here to tell you about the Transformers? No, and, ah, damn it, you got me back for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he 
it's super cool. I love his dragon arms. I love his... The transformation's cool. The only thing that I'd really point out as a negative is his hips are a bit weak. But otherwise, totally solid Titan's Return toy. Super fun to play with. You can even shove the uh, Titan Master in his chest in dragon mode. Uh, so cool. Might have to get him when the uh, deposit on the rental car comes back. So, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much that's the bulk of news. So we we yeah. shall move on because what? Okay, sir. Well, David, there, tell there us are other fun toys tell out. If you can't afford Twinferno, there's always Gnaw. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still looking drawn into Gnaw. I I've only seen one of him and I got him and and I want more because. He's a lot smaller than the G1 one, but he's still adorable little chubby piranha monster thing. Aww. He has nice colors. And his transformation's complex for what he is. Mm-hmm. Well, then again, G1, though, was, like, not complex at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was sort of open his mouth. But better than that, finally, after, like, five or six years, it feels like, and three different sublines. I finally have all three of the original G1 Insecticons. I have Kickback. He's adorable. Yay! They have Aww. articulation now. Yay! Yay! Huzzah! So, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see. I'll think about it. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, shall we start with Comics, or shall we start with the cartoon? Well, let's start with the cartoon. We'll, we'll be a democracy. Or do uh, we want to do one comic, two-parter, other comic? Oh man, sure. that's... We could do one comic, the first part, and then another comic, and then the second part. <laughs> <laughs> I watched them back-to-back. They don't really... It, it is a two-parter that... Yeah, let's start with the cartoon. I, I feel like starting with the cartoon to get it out of the way, because it's, I mean, yeah, it's it's a two-parter. It's called King of the Hill, and it just feels like not I'll a two-parter. tell you what, Bobby. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you've got a Stunticon shows up, and it, it didn't occur to me until here how odd Stunticons are in the Robots in Disguise setting, because they aren't animals at all. <laughs> no. Which d- does feel weird. Well, well, because Robots in Disguise is a sequel to series to Prime, it's not that weird, but it's very weird for Robots in Disguise, where everybody at least has an animal-themed head in robot mode, if not an animal yeah. alt mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and an animal personality gimmick. And, and and this guy's just a car and he's not named in the first episode, is he? Uh I don't think so. Maybe he is. I, his name is I, Heatseeker. And he's got guided missiles and that's like his shtick. Our missiles <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh they go to fight him, there's a nuclear uh, like a radioactive waste storage facility that they have to be careful of. He's got missiles. Drift knows how to disarm his missiles conveniently. After a cliffhanger in which they're all like 
all these missiles are being shot at them and then like the end of the episode and then the beginning of the next episode and he's like i know how to disarm these missiles here the end the missiles yeah. are it's hard to complain about that because that's an old cartoon and even doctor who cliche yeah it, I know. it's like this show feels like quite often it's like Scenes are written as if how children would actually play Mm -hmm. to the good and the bad of it because it's like, oh, we can't communicate back to base because radiation. Yeah, sure. That, that's, that's it. It's like (laughs) things are made up to put hindrances that really shouldn't be hindrances and haven't been hindrances ever before. It's almost like the writer's room is just playing a game of fiasco. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Maybe that's how they're writing it. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I I will say that I watched four of the other five episodes, and generally it's the rest of them are a li- at least a little bit stronger than these. So yeah, it's not the entire writer's room. It, it's like one episode stretched. It's a little bit more than one episode stretched out to two episodes. With a lot of extra padding, there, there's a crazy guy living out in the desert. Yes, okay, maybe that's a plot. Crazy hermit. There's, there's a B plot with, um, Russell that I completely skimmed over because I had it on my DVR, so I would just skip past it. I missed nothing it's, of importance. It's entirely pointless and also infuriating that there is a ten foot tall kid playing football. <laughs> 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 I mean, both parts of that are wrong. Yeah. A kid yeah. in the age to be playing in a league game with Russell should not be, and like, I calculated it out when I saw the scene of him blocking the uh, field goal kick. He is ten feet tall. That's how tall the lower bar and the upper parts of the, of the uh, football goal are. Oh, that's, uh That's too tall. Yeah. That is two feet taller than the tallest guy ever. <laughs> that is inhumanly tall, and someone should probably yes. be concerned. And also, he would be playing basketball. Yes, he would absolutely be playing basketball. Maybe he can't dribble. Hmm. Well, if he has horrible knees, maybe he'd be wrestling instead. I digress. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, it sure was a B-plot. But yeah, at the end, so there's this minicon, and he like combines with Bumblebee and makes him fly, and then at the end they all crash into each other, and I guess maybe it's implied the minicon made them combine. I don't know. Yeah, there doesn't it doesn't seem to be because the missile hits and and well no, the heat seeker sends missiles. There's explosion. Radiation, Minicon, they're fused, but they're not awake when it happens, so they don't know they're a combiner. Sure. Grimlock says he had a dream that a bunch of weight was on his head. (laughs) So. So weird. I did love Wilfriedel flying around yelling in joy. It was pretty cute. (laughs) That was pretty cute. Uh, and the first episode is really just all strong arm and sideswipe hating on each other. Which is always fun. Yeah. yeah after the this many seasons. Begin- the, mm. the cops 
at the beginning had really weirdly animated faces, although the music for their chase sequences was delightfully Jablonski. <laughs> <laughs> and also, so, yeah. there was so much creative camera work in this. Yeah, there's another, one of the later ones is like, uh, Blurred, I think it is, uh, has some just really interestingly impressive directing. Yeah, it, uh, so oh, and, and there are moments Something like, to watch out for. The, yeah, the writers may not have been trying that hard, and, and I guess the camera angles are good, I didn't really pay attention, but the, when they actually, the animators had a chance to animate actual things and not the CG stuff, like, oh, the dust clouds and the explosions are so gorgeous. I mean, like, they just go all out for those, but uh, it was two boring episodes to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I did note down a Vertigo Dolly Zoom, a Beast Machines slash Ang Lee Hulk comic book panel sequence. <laughs> huh. And even just a really creative camera pan at the beginning with the uh, football kick stuff being set up. Yeah. And, a plot, B plot, and the C plot of this were all so, so disconnected from one another. <laughs> and then at the very, very end, so I'm, I'm assuming that their, their chief is my, is a motormaster, because come on. Which yeah, is, you, I've... You've seen the toy, of course. Yeah. Also, I will note that while it didn't really come up, uh, being king of the hill was something that, at least on one or two occasions, Cartoon Motormaster would say. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess that's a thing. Uh, so yes, there's only, but really there's only the one Stunticon, and then at the end, there's, there's Portal Opens, and Minicon goes through it, and Voice comes out, and it's just... <laughs> Goddamn Frank Welker sound wave. Yeah, which is really weird since it's a voice of a character that's never had a voice <laughs> in this series anyway. I mean, he spoke once, and I'm pretty sure it was just Frank Welker. Did so? So yes. Oh, sound wave. Who I guess we also saw as a toy. I really need yeah, to happy. stop thinking that. With robots in disguise stuff, I'm I'm mm-hmm. sort of used to the idea that not all toys coming out are necessarily in whatever media they're connected to. Yeah. Uh, but with robots in disguise, there are so many characters who don't even get toys. It's fair to say any toy is going to be in the show at some point. Yeah, I yeah think so. Well, if that we that get so many villains of the week that mode. Yeah. yeah, there's. Oh, there's so many villains of the week that I want toys of that haven't gotten toys, or haven't gotten toys yeah. above like a tiny little fella. So, yeah, so, so Soundwave's that's nice. He, Filch. He, Filch, yeah. I need but Filch. Filch is only one episode, but, yeah. but but Soundwave is he needs basically to be in more. Prime Soundwave wearing animated Soundwave's corpse is kind of what he looks like. Mm. <laughs> it's a good look, especially in this style. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was the episode. It definitely did not need to be two episodes. If you're watching it on DVR or something, skip the B plot. Yep. Oh, I, B and C plots. Yes. B Although, and actually, plots. do watch enough of the old man's C plot to take note of 
the ripped off from the Matrix Morpheus sunglasses reflection shot in his old man glasses. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, they used the crash zoom on him. That was. I guess that was. Yeah, they said that. I, I was paying attention. <laughs> So yes. Meanwhile, in more serious Transformers media, uh, so we had Optimus Prime number six, uh, continues to have really amazing art. Okay, Zama. It's more Titans punching stuff and Victorian being big and... More gorgeous colors and a MacGuffin gets destroyed. Oh no! Mm. And more backstory about Orion Pax. And for some reason, Optimus Prime's empty half of a Matrix container glows for a page? And no one comments on it? What? That was interesting. I mean, maybe that's the sort of thing they expect when he's giving a, like, stirring speech. Maybe that's just the Matrix holder in his chest and his headlights from vehicle mode. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, it just seems weird that nobody comments on it It just happens Also, Rutgar gets his head blown off But he's fine uh, Yeah, As he, you do He's Rutgar We can put him back together later if we want it, to It's very appropriate Yes Yeah. And Optimus Prime resolves everything by saying You know, what if we didn't insist on retaliating Against each other for every slight Yeah I mean, it, it is definitely him being a little more Optimus Primey, and yeah. you know, less making terrible decisions and punching Prowl, and just being needlessly violent. I, I wouldn't say punching Prowl is needless violence. I suppose that's true. Everybody wants to punch Prowl. It's living the dream. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a lot of interesting moral discussion sort of stuff, and also fighting yeah. and really good art and really good colors. Yeah. I think that pretty much describes the Optimus Prime series so far. Yep. Oh, and also Jazz is going to go play Wonderwall on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, is... The Brazilian CNN. Wait, is it Mexican oh, no, Mexico. CNN. Yeah. So... I mean, I'm sure there is one. And then RC is sad because I guess Sideswipe is still not getting fixed. The MacGuffin the Junkions had that would have been able to fix him got destroyed. He was her only friend. (laughs) She says something about not having friends at some point. It's very... (laughs) She's great. (laughs) I I love people who are like that. (laughs) So, so yeah. Uh, also, on the subject of, I guess, moral quandaries, uh, we had Till All Our One number eight out this week. Yay. Yay, Starscream's moral quandaries. Getting that opened up. There yep. we go. I don't know why I was taken by surprise by this. I mean, Windblade was being Pieta posed in the end of the last issue, but I'm surprised that the comic seems to be treating her as dead as a doornail. At least for this issue. Oh, I'm sorry. Issue 9. I was looking at the wrong files. Issue 9. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. 
it's it's not really spoilers, I feel, when it's being pushed around on Twitter, but there is an upcoming cover that has her being clearly possessed on it. Uh, so whether that's representative of something actually happening in the story or not is yet to be seen, but definitely at this point she's being treated as dead. Uh, also, that guy on trial is adorable. He is. Well, yeah, he looks like Glyph. Well, his colors are kind of like Glyph. His eyes are so big and he's so scared and afraid that everybody's gonna, you know, kill him. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, this is basically wrapping things up uh, from from all the stuff that happened with uh, with all the zombie titans. Well, kind uh, of wrapping things up. Yeah. Elita managed to spin bad news into great news. Yes. Yes. She's, man, she's being good at playing politics there. She's looking oh, really, yeah. really good on screen. She's smiling. <laughs> smiling for the camera. Like, she has what? played everyone. Yes. She is playing everyone. She's, you know, basically making or making it seem like she's the hero for, you know, her ship getting involved without mentioning that a horrible ancient evil has been unleashed from that ship. And also, also very effectively shifts blame for that ancient evil being unleashed off of her for not telling people that, you know, that thing you're asking to do would be bad and unleash an ancient evil and into, well, it's your fault for unleashing him. Yeah. Maybe you should have listened to me when I said don't do that. And, and her entire thing about, like, everyone on Carcer is like, they do not lie, but she's lying! Well, do, well, she, uh, lies of omissions pushed to the extreme. Yeah, yeah that's definitely an, an interesting take on things is, you know, them being like we're, we, we do not lie, but then just, yeah. We do not correct just, anyone else's lies. Yeah. We let other people do the lying for us, apparently. Also, I really like that Starscream calls the Mistress of Flame Ms. of Flame. <laughs> uh, but yes, she wants either Chromia or she wants Menasaur and Swindle for what they did. Uh, Chromia is still, you know, being held. And all this stuff going on, and Bumblebee, who, as we know now, may actually be Bumblebee communicating with Starscream from a pocket dimension, uh, or may not be, is telling him to do the right thing, and then he doesn't, and then there's just the best panel of Bumblebee looking so shocked. <laughs> That's a great panel. <laughs> so, so shocked and disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> that poor little guy. He's so cute. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Mm. That look of sadness in his eyes after Starscream, or just before Starscream delivers the guilty verdict on the <laughs> Guy on trial's great too. Oh, he's so sad. His puppy dog eyes. Do, do yeah. Not, do not deliver a guilty verdict and Bumblebee's smiling. Come on, you're not gonna do it. Guilty! Ah, oh, crap. And then he releases Chromia 
mean, apparently, presumably to the Mistress of Flames, you know, care, custody. Uh, But she has to hunt down Liege Maximo now. Sounds like a fun adventure. Yeah. Like, not on her own. That that sounds like (laughs) the beginning of a new Lost Light series. Yeah, that... That sounds like it'll either be A-plot with B-plot being politics for a while, or <laughs> B-plot of adventure vignettes, or could launch another title. Yeah. I don't think they're going to, if they haven't no. announced anything to that effect. But well, they could. already got three. They don't, they don't really need four. I'd like a fourth one. Yeah, I, I mean, how would a fourth one compete with the crown jewel of the Hasbro universe, G.I. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's that's some wishful thinking there. That's some wishful thinking. Also, I I loved the bit with uh, Tigatron and Fireshot. Oh um, yeah, and they're uh. Well, the solution to this is obvious. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And then saying it at the exact same time, we must be. We truthful. have to keep it. We hidden. can never tell anyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then they're all like, well, we are all disagreeing, so Starscream, it's it's to you now. And he's like, what? Wait, seriously? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the last panel yeah. on that page where everybody's like, of course we trust you. Yes, we do. And, and Starscream's like, wait, what? I don't, I don't think that expression has ever <laughs> been on Starscream's face before. Uh, and also the very nice... Uh, Painted art for the the backstory explaining Liege Maximo and how he is basically Loki. Oh it's, yeah, uh, it's it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it continues to be really good, and I'm really interested to see how things play out. Then at the end, so let me find that. Because I know someone who thought I could be better than I am, and they were wrong. You knew someone who thought you could be better than you were, and you still have a chance at it. Aww. Aww. He's gonna let her try to redeem herself for Windblade's sake. Sad feels. Starscream feels. Starscream feels. Was not expecting to have those. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. I, I continue to look forward to what's going to be going on. I mean, with as political as this book tends to be, having someone specifically like Liege Maximo working in the background is, you know, this this is the right place for that kind of villain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For for the, the persuasive... And it's nice to have an actual villain villain. Because everybody yeah. else is... Dark shades of gray, but shades of gray. Yeah, it's basically going to give all these disparate factions uh, someone they need to unite against, and now we have to see how they manage that. Uh, because yeah, there. That's I mean, that's a lot of what we're starting to see here with them um, with with Elita pulling all the strings uh, and and everything else. So yeah, good issue. Uh, do we know if we have any comics coming up next week? Let me check. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know we had one this week because my comic shop didn't actually give me one. What? <sighs> Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures Issue 6. Ooh. The Hasbro Heroes Sourcebook A through D. Huh. Is that going to have Transformer stuff? I mean, I guess I so. we'll find out soon. I'm wondering if it's just all the other stuff that they just introduced in uh, Revolution. Was that? Yeah, the Revolution. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's the stuff from that. Okay. Uh, we will have Lost Light number five, assuming nothing goes wrong. Ah. Okay. Finally, get to figure out what the heck is going on with the uh, wrong and old Matrix face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can confirm now that we do definitely have Lost Light number five coming up next week. So, yay! We will have that to talk about, and I should ideally be back in my own apartment and not have to drug any dogs to to record. (laughs) It was really bad. We we tried it last night, and there was just way too much arfing in the background. (laughs) It's ridiculous. No, no discipline. No discipline here. Uh, but at least there's good internet. So, uh, so yeah, I guess that, that is an episode for this week. Uh, so until next week, uh, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David. Good night. Aw, this cat. Aw, he wants pets. And the good guardians of the galaxy to you all. And the good cat. Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.